Kia ora everybody, what's up? It's Rebet. Um, sorry we're a couple of minutes late. Uh, technical difficulties, totally my fault. For someone that's so involved with technology, I've really stuffed up the last one for the week, so I apologise. I shall have a sip of whiskey and introduce my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Grant Watson. How are you, brother? Hey, good, good, Robert. Very good, thank you. Let's let's get straight to it. You are a flipping weapon. I've done some digging. My friends have told me some stories. You deal with the, not even the millies, you deal in the billies. That's how we're rolling. Ex-Chief um, Operating Officer for McDonald's and last role was one of the directors uh, at Fonterra, helping with Director of Global Food Service. You have very experience in the space where it comes to a whole bunch of very cool stuff. How would you describe your your, your weapon skill set of where you do the most damage? Because clearly um, you're a weapon, but where's your, where's your sweet spot? Yeah, look, I think for me, my big passion is uh, taking the goodness of New Zealand to the world. And, um, you know, 10 really good years with Fonterra. Uh, the last five were um, in that food service space. Um, so, And when we talk about food service, we're talking about um, food that's consumed outside of home. So, you know, hotels, restaurants, cafes, airlines, catering, all that sort of stuff. And um, like uh, many New Zealand food producers, Fonterra, um, you know, the best mozzarella in the world, um, cream cheese, special cream. So all that really good stuff. And um, so what I've really enjoyed, and I think we've, we've added a lot of value in the last few years, I, I've really enjoyed taking that goodness to, um, to the world. So that's, that's, you know, really, really passionate. Um, that's my sweet spot. And I think the other thing is, um, you know, 18 years with McDonald's, a long time. And when you work in a company like McDonald's, you get to understand how the best um, hospo, the best food operators in the world work. So when you're manufacturing and selling food and you've got that background of understanding um, how hospo type operators work, it's it's a really nice end-to-end -end understanding. But man, f f food to the world is um, from NZ's uh, my passion. The main key bit I got out of that was you lifted business revenue from 1.4 billion per annum to 2.8 billion. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that no, was look. It was. Um, you obviously uh, good. It's great. It's look a, a really really good team of people around the world. Um, that, that business operates in 55 markets. Um, it's got, as I mentioned, um, it's got some great food categories. Um, specialising in some, some really um, focused channels. So, you know, like bakeries in China are really specialised with dairy. Um, but also, you know, th through to the, um, the KFCs and the Pizza Huts and the McDonald's of the world. So, you know, right across the spectrum, selling great product. And, um, yeah, we, we've had a great, um, a, a great growth journey. Um, China alone is now, uh, you know, a, a $1 billion food service business for Fonterra. And um, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's coming back on stream now from what I gather. I've been out of the business for, uh, for about four months now, but it's coming back on stream. And um, it'll pick up and do really well. Out of all of the, um, the crew that we've had on, obviously, we've got a, a good mutual friend who's a bit of an animal, which we won't even dis discuss his little chicken legs and his pot belly and his bald head. We don't need to talk about him. But what I do want to talk about is... Out of all the guests we've had so far, you are now guest number four that has come to the party ready with notes, with things that we can discuss to give structure and formality. I would expect nothing less from the billion dollar uh, big dog when it comes to this. Hey, just actually, just quick, quick question. When you were CEO of McDonald's, did you have a special McDonald's card where you could go anywhere and get free shit? Is there a, some type of elite free Macca's card? Is that a thing or did, am I just like dreaming? Nah, do you know what? When you work for McDonald's, um, you, you pretty much get free food, right? So um, 
I reckon from the age of 20 through to about 34, I'd eat at least one McDonald's meal a day for free, which was pretty pretty epic, man. Mate, pretty your, body, your body isn't showing it. Unlike, unlike our friend, he's, he, he definitely got a secret card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a great journey there, man. It was great. So I've got um, – we timed it today for a couple of reasons. The Kind of the main one is – the rethinking about the hospitality space when we go from a four to three and then down, because obviously the game shifted. And from a lot of the people that we've been talking to with business leaders and CEOs and, and, and weapons in the mix, we've been trying to figure out, have business owners and decision makers actually thought about specifically their game plans for each of these different sections? And so going through some of the things that you talk about is making sense of manufacturing businesses for food service and hospitality both in New Zealand export and creating momentum in hospitality and accelerating back out of COVID-19 from updated level three so so it's a it's a pretty big day for the sector right there's a lot of people that are involved with it there's a lot of people that are hired within it and now coming into uh, the mix from four to three at a, at a top line what were the first was it what you expected it would be what does this open up and what are the opportunities or what's your initial thoughts from the four to the three and it Susan it comes to this kind of this hospo food service space where did you hit yeah, that yeah look I, th I think it makes sense and um you know the, the focus from uh the government has been very much around um bedding down the progress and the momentum that we've made and and not opening um not opening businesses back up too quickly uh, so, so that it creates risk. So I think that makes sense. Uh, certainly, if you look at um, the economy right now, a um, lot, lot of pain in tourism, but, but you know, retail um, and, and uh, hospo are other good examples that really want to gear up. So um, I, I think for me, the, the, the biggest thing right now is working out how you can start, as a business, how can you start to make mo gain momentum in, in hospo? From zero. So that when you... Yeah, so that when you go from level three to level two, you can you, you can open that up even further. So I mean, it's fairly limited at the stage in terms of um, drive-through, in terms of um, click and collect. It'll be interesting to see how people interpret that, and, and then obviously home, home delivery. But you know, I think the challenge um, as we move into three at some point, and, and then onto two, is. Um, really looking to innovate with business models because historically restaurants have primarily been dine-in or, or a bit of takeaway. And, uh, you know, home deliveries will, will, will clearly pick up. But look, at the end of the day, people want to get out there and socialise, right? Mm. So, so um, it's a great industry to be in. We just need to reignite it and, and really um, being quite innovative again in what those business models could look like in your restaurant or people coming into your restaurant and, and taking food away. And, and um you know, I, I think looking at how other industries operate and gaining inspiration from those will be really important in terms of um, just doing some stuff different. Well, it's by both, it's, you know, musicians and creators are stuck with this forced creativity that they're kind of getting, you know, all these different ideas out when it comes to hospo and food service and all these different bits and pieces. The reality is it's a, it's a time where they're going to have to rethink, you know, what we were talking with, um, uh, Jeff Ross, and he was talking about some of his stuff. They were saying, you know, like in the bars, we're going to, you know, put um, chefs out the front, have kind of um, grab and go type scenario, different sort of menus. It, but it was giving them a chance to almost like reimagine what that experience yeah. could be in person. So, how do you think most um, 
what's your head where's your headspace at when you look in the entire ecosystem at a macro level to how you would reimagine what could be because clearly when it comes to safe uh, safe space and social distancing that's going to change food layouts it's going to change the way handling i mean every single thing is going to get touched at, at a top line where do you think your head goes to when it comes around to if you were to sprinkle the little watson magic dust over the shit how do you how would you reimagine what that world could look like yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, if I just think um, selfishly um, about the favourite restaurants that I've got here in Auckland. And, okay, let's, um, let's name them. Who, 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 let's give me your top three. Um, I would go, um, the obvious would be Prego. Um, you've got to have Azabu in there. And yep. um, a legendary new one just around the corner from me um, is Lillian. So th- oh. th- those would be my three, man. And, y- you know, for me to um, social distance be safe and keep others safe. And, and let's say we're down to level two at, at, at that point. I think there's a few opportunities. One is um, get a restaurant up so it's easy to place an order on the phone, on on the internet, using an app, whatever the case may be. And for me to be able to just pop in safely, um, pick that pick that up when it's ready and, 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 and take it home. Um, it goes without saying Uber will continue. But um, the, the other one for me, and I – Talk about innovation and being inspired by other industries. You, you look at something like F45, you know, so um, functional fitness in 45 minutes. If I could get into Prego, um, you know, get my drink in five minutes, get my meal in 15 minutes and be out of there in 45 minutes. And, and, and the point there is that, you know, you might have half the seating. You might get the so, social distancing right. But if I've got to sacrifice an hour and a half at Prague and get that down to 45 minutes so that I get that experience, so everyone's safe and economically it works for um, uh, the operators, that's the sort of stuff we need to look at. You know, I was in um, my local supermarket the other day and, and now you can only go down the, the lane, one lane one way and the next lane up the other way. Again, you know, how do you create those lanes in restaurants so it's safe for the waiting staff, so it's um, safe for the, the customers coming in? So. Wow. Um, that, 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 you know, a couple of small examples that, that, that they may not work, but, but it is looking at what other industries are doing and, and what other folk are doing in, in the hospital industry to, to, to see how we can really fire up in, in two, assuming we, we, we get going at a basic level in three. It's really interesting just that, yeah, that point on, on almost repackaging time with experience. And if you communicate up front what that new mm. experience will be with time, mentally you'll just get into a different zone because that's just the expectation. But what it'll actually mean is, you know, I, I'm imagining from a restaurant's perspective, if you knew you could get through two sets in two hours instead of one every two hours and you get d- double the cash for ha- half the people doing it, the numbers might weirdly start to stack up yeah. if they start to tweak the products and services for time. So do you think, I mean, in a nutshell, basically, if there's if it's quiet, there's not many people if it's busy there's a lot but that's over time so what you're almost saying is you know is is the opportunity redesigning the percentage of space for the products of time to be able to get through for for experience and price it accordingly because that's all that's quite interesting yeah, i've never yeah. even thought about it like that I, I, I think it i think it is and um look if you've got plenty of capacity in your restaurant it, it doesn't matter anyway but um you know most restaurants are busy at the same time every day and um um the the, the key to quick execution is simplicity right so um again call it a prego um and instead of having 20 menu items available um just have the 10 favorites instead of having um you know 20 pinots available just have three 
but but speed up the execution because at the end of the day, as much as um, a takeaway is convenient and it could be positioned safely, or or, or Uber Eats um, will will we'll do its thing. I want to get out of home. You know, I've spent the last um, mm. three weeks at home. I've saved a lot of money and I haven't socialised. Now, what I want to do is I want to get out and socialise and spend some of the money I've saved. So. Um, again, just the, the need is there, but it's how do we package it up? So, mm. you, you know, you're relevant to your consumers, but, but you, you know, you, you've got to keep your chefs safe. You've got to keep your waiting staff safe and you've got to keep people, you know, you, you people dining safe as well. And um, again, I, I don't know what the exact answers are, but let's innovate and let's look at it as an industry and find some solutions. One of the things that I was wondering about is could a government regulate mandatory contactless payments to stop it? It's a, it's a really good call. I, I mean, I think... Um, like, throw the flipping hammer down. Fund it, back it, whatever the shit is. But a, a clearly one yeah, is, yeah. if we're talking about touch and handling, there's nothing probably more dirty than dollars and bills and cents that people have touched, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah look, I, I completely agree, Robert. And I think that's where it's understanding what the consumer experience is from start to finish, right? I mean, mm. another example would be menus. I mean, get rid of menus. Um, mm. You know, yeah, true. here's your... Here's your piece of paper. Scribble what you want on as you order. It goes up to an end of the bar that's um, um, that, that doesn't have staff at it. Um, someone with you know the rubber gloves has a look at it, places the order, and, and chucks it away. You know, get rid of menus, and um, you know, let's just oh. scribble down. You know, so again, it's just thinking that stuff through and um, and doing things a bit differently. Just on that, there are hygiene ratings for every single. Uh, food service or fast food, just f food place, right? There's ABC, you, you're good, you're shit, whatever. Now with this, we, we had um, Janine Crossan on her, the other day and she's, um, uh, yep, weapon uh, powered by Fossey. And she was saying uh, that it's going to be, there's going to be total new like hygiene standards, routines, expectations, certifications, all the rest of it. Basically because people are going to be uh, creating this as we go, going from a, a, a three to two, they're almost... It's a wild west in terms of guidelines because you don't know what the rating is on their systems and processes yet because it doesn't exist here, right? Is there a mandatory, like exactly to your point, you're saying, okay, uh, receipts need to do this, menus need to be that, um, chefs need to be here, the spacing needs to be there, the, the you know, like the, like you've got fire safe, fire coding. Will there be a new yeah. coding system for hospitality after this? Like, is that a thing? Will it be a thing? Yeah, for yeah look, it's a, it's a really good call and um, I know there's work, going on at the moment to come up with um, more specific guidelines. But the usual story, right, we're going so quickly and it won't cover everything, but at some stage there will be the right guidelines. P part of those will be to get us through levels three, two and one, and then others may maybe things that are just really, really good for the, for the future. But but you, you, you did, right, there's um, the, the, the stuff that we um, will need to start doing um, to give people confidence, um, that, you know, that uh, this new expectation is, um, is, is, uh, is, is being met and it's higher than what we used to do. And to that exact point, because things are happening so fast and daily, it can't be similar to um, someone from the council will stop and once a year have a look around, there's your A. It's going to be to the day. So clearly we're talking about some type of digital monitoring, digital Yelps for, for health and safety and... Yeah and you know safe distancing coding where this thing may be so there's going to be entire ecosystems that come out the back of this for how because uh janine was talking about this this new kind of she was calling it like a maybe I, we called it this fear-based economy you're going to want safety and security so how certain businesses now um you know reimagine and reframe their whole um 
you know, way of thinking and experience, they're going to do that through communication. They're going to do that through digital. So surely we're about to see a massive new wave of, of, of app design and, and, and customer experience and, and everything get integrated into tech, surely, because that's what they have on them to still have control. Is, I mean, do you see yeah, I think a big... It's a, it's, sorry, it's, it's a, yeah, and I think it's a great point, Robert. It's There'll be um, tools that get developed that um, uh, that actually just help the operators to, to do a better job of running their businesses and and in turn produce a, a, a better output for, for, for their customers. Um, but also stuff um, that that provides more transparency and, and, and more confidence to people, um, you know, uh, going into their businesses. So I think there'll be a lot of really, really cool tools that come out yeah. that will provide ongoing benefit. Yeah, it gets you, um, it's for a shitty of a situation to kick off, it also makes you just totally rethink what those new experiences can be digitally, like digitally enhanced right? or, or enabled or, you know, obviously Uber Eats switched the game up, Uber switched the game up, Airbnb switched the game up, all this other stuff. It's all, you know, digitally driven, but around consumer demand and, and all the rest of it. So what do you think the, the like the future of of food, so do you think we will go back to ever how it was before or do you think it will forever change, full stop, game over, this is a totally new world of expectations and delivery? Um, sorry, you cut out a bit there, um, Robert, but, but you're asking about the future of food service. And yep. Yep. Um, look, I think first and foremost, whether you're a manufacturer supplying into the food service industry or, or a hospo operator, I mean, the, um, food is a great industry to be in, right? Like, like those manufacturing um, food in New Zealand, it's, it's high quality. It's really highly regarded overseas. Often it's really innovative and functional. Functional. So I think I think um, that's a big tick, and um, uh, we should only continue to see um, growth in that space. And I think you know in New Zealand we are going to go through a, a fairly um, painful period because um, unfortunately businesses will go under. Um, Hospo is really exposed to tourism, and that's going to take quite some time to 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 you know come back out of. Um, but but usual story is you know what do we learn on the way through um, making sure as an industry and as operators um, that we're stronger when we when we come out. Um, I, I, look, I suspect there'll be um, uh, you know a few roll up opportunities, and I've heard on a number of your um, interviews asking about that. So um, yeah, it, it, it is it is going to be um, a really challenging period. So I mean, for, for, for me, I you know I look at it and. It, you know, if you've got a strong balance sheet, it's looking for the opportunities that come up in terms of, uh, you know, possibly buying other businesses. If you've got a weak balance sheet, um, st start thinking about who you could partner up with so that, um, you, you know, you, your ownership structure changes, but but maybe in a, in a, in a more favourable way. Mm. Um, and, and the other thing is that whenever we go through um, econo economically tough periods um, and we tighten everything up, when things do come right, we generally make more money. Mm. Yeah, the those that have you know maybe just organically ticked along without too much thinking of of strategy, customer experience, digital transformation, you know, social brand building, all these other things. Really, now that's that they are extremely vulnerable to this new world and expectations from the consumer, right? So, so almost as as much as it is, you know, food and the and the recipe, there's almost going to be this whole other, you know, tech social digital part which never was part of cooking ever <laughs> you know is yeah it, yeah yeah is that sure. quite, it's like art and science 
Yeah, it is. It is like the the, the world will definitely change, and um, you, you know, I just, I mean, I I think uh, I think you're a bit younger than me, but certainly anyone above forty, I think, has taken a big step up in the use of technology in the last um, three or four weeks. I mean, you know. Only two months ago, my mother was working at how to use internet banking for the first time, and now she's on um, house party. So, um, you, you know, but let's you, you know, you look at um, you, you look at the GFC, the businesses that did really well coming out of GFC, um, cut costs ahead of the curve, and they embraced technology. Two mm. really clear themes, and 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 I'm sure those two will be a part of the success stories and and, and their recovery coming out of this. So, if you're a small uh, you're a small business family business you're in the food game your doors have been shut you're scared your balance sheet isn't too good you want to try and fight this thing bring it back you want to try and start from zero restart the wheels you want to engage with the community you want to reset the menu you want to you want to do all of it what should their priorities be specifically of how you'd approach if you were in there if you were in their shoes right now, knowing we're about going from four to a three, and then obviously then three to a two. What would your advice be to those crew? Yeah, look, I, th- I think a, a couple of things. Um, wh- one is working out how you you can start up in in level three, and again, you know, m- maybe it is as simple as um, Uber Eats and in some form of click and collect if, if, if that's clarified as being appropriate. So so I think that's the um, that, 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 that's that's really important. The, the other one is that um, hospitality is driven by great people. And mm. you know if you can if you can keep great people in your business who will um, you know get on the floor, get in the kitchen and and, and be the folk that deliver that magic um, uh, down you know once you're up and running, work out how you look after look after your people. Obviously, from a cost perspective, um, I, I'm picking that most people, um, you know, have, have effectively um, cut back on on labour, um, paid minimum, minimum wage to, to those that they have to, they want to keep, which is effectively the subsidy uh, at eighty percent, and um, uh, you know they put a halt on um, obviously ordering f- food and packaging that you know they're cutting back on all of their outside services they're getting rent relief so um, again those disciplines coming back online will be really important in terms of of, of managing cash flow and then again think about the operating model think about the operating mm. model. What, what, what can it look like in level two um, what are the, what's the customer experience that we can deliver um, that, that, that maybe is quite different from what we've been doing in the past that that, yeah. that gets um, that gets your business back up and running what are, what are some other um different verticals which food service crew could potentially look to partner with like what are the what are the side i mean yesterday you know we're talking with um a tim out from the ceo of juicy talking about you know like they can i'm surely have tighter alliances with gas stations tighter alliances with you know um you know remote spots to, to park up and camp remote you know like what different within within the food sector if you were to mm-hmm. if you were to take the physical bricks and mortar of what it does to food externally what are some other ways of revenue lines or other ways that you could think about potential revenue for a, a small a small food service business yeah i mean what w- one example um that, that i'm close to and and have seen unfold re- re- really well in the last four weeks is jess's underground kitchen now 
Um, historically, that business consists of four cafes, a central kitchen, and that they produce um, chef-prepared gourmet meals that are frozen. Now, with their four cafes closing, um, their quick pivot has been really ramping up home delivery, um, looking at what they can sell through the supermarket. So um, I, I think I think the opportunity is, is, is looking at what your channels are and looking at how you can use um, or utilize or recover your, your, your fixed overheads. So what are the channels we're not in that we can be? Um, you know, we've got this equipment sitting here. We've got this labor mm. cost uh, sitting here. Um, y y you know, it doesn't make sense for um, uh, two businesses to use the same kitchen at different uh, times of the day. That You know, um, uh, getting, getting a bit more into, the, in, in, into the, sh the sharing economy side of things. But um, look, it is, um, again, we just have to think really laterally. Uh, but the good news is, um, you know, fingers crossed, 6, 12, 18 months down the track. Uh, we, um, you know, we'll be back out at our favourite restaurants. Um, we might be spending a little bit less on meals, uh, you know, in terms of the economy and, and, and employment and so forth. But we're going to be back out there, so it's just getting ready for that. Yeah, it's um, the one upside yeah. is when you go from a, a, a three to a two, people are going from you know, um, drive up burgers to sit down burgers. But in the tourism space, they're still at zero, so you still you're ahead of that, that curve anyway still, right? So I think HOSPO, you're probably right, is going to bounce back. And I think you, you, you're also right, Grant, around the idea of the the instinctual drive for social interaction and human connection in person is what I is that. It's so yeah. primal, eh? It's so weird. Um, oh, it is, man. A couple of people have been yeah. saying, you know, like everyone's gone remote and efficiency's flipping way up and people are smashing shit. It's great. And it's just weird because now I said the other side of it is, you know, from a business perspective, you're getting more efficient, more effective, you're getting more output, but then simultaneously you're missing the human connection in person, which is one is like output for business and one is like internal for soul. You know, there's this weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, and that, that tango is going to be a funky one that everyone tries to re-navigate through, you know, when they see everyone again for the first time, it's like, do we hug? Do we high five? Do we knuckles? Do we, what yeah. do we do? Ah, it's going to be so many like awkward, you know, those movies when people like someone goes for the bro shake and then someone goes for like a, one of those and it gets a bit like, like one of those yeah. John Key, Richie McCall ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And look, I, th I think the other thing is, you know, we've got a pretty cool culture here in New Zealand. And um, when we come out of this, if businesses play around with different concepts and they don't work, the starting point is the consumers will want you to succeed, right? Mm. So, um, that, you know, if you do something different and get it wrong, that, that, I think that's going to be a, a fair bit of goodwill there. But if you do something different and get it right, man, that, that will really appreciate the fact mm. that you're making something accessible for them again because that's what they're hanging out for. You know, they, yeah. want, they want your great food. They, they love your service. Um, that, it's the ambience. It's the fact that they can hang out with people they want to hang out with. And, um, um, again, it's... The innovative outcomes um, that, that I think will come out of the next three to six months um, could be quite cool and, and mm. could be very much uh, enduring changes for parts of the industry. I think the flip side is, you know, there are parts of, of, of New Zealand and there are parts of, of the hospital and food service sector um, that will get nailed, you know. Unfortunately, they will. And um, uh, it's, it is, you know, um, it's confronting that reality and knowing that and, and, and moving forward on that basis as well. Do you think they'll, who'll get smoked more, cafes, bars, or restaurants? Uh, look, I don't know that, that that it will necessarily 
be based on business category. I suspect it might be based on how well those businesses were being run before this. Mm. And, um, uh, and, and when I say that, it could be operationally, it could be the strength of their balance sheet. And I think also the other big one is we're aware of, the extreme being Queenstown is, is you, you know, are there some nuances around your location? And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I think Queenstown's in for a really, really rough ride. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, even as Queenstown does pick up, um, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of travellers that, that um, help support the hospo industry throughout New Zealand. You've actually got to have, you know, it's, it's freeing up some workforce as well. So all of that, I think, um, will resync over time, but it's going to be a bit of, well, bit of a tricky one. The, the Queenstown one specifically, it's, it's quite, I, I believe that they've got the most uh, bar licences per square metre capita or some shit in like all of New Zealand, whatever, because it's just out of control for a small, small bit. But they were talking about when the potential bubble, if it goes to APAC and gets to Australia, because they've got those direct flights in there, the Australian market for winter directly in its destination is quite big. So they were saying that it's going to be really um, directly synced with if they open the bubble to Australia with the better, the better um, Queenstown will do specifically. So they're like, let it, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go to try and at least yeah you know, bring bring something in. But yeah, you're right. The um, unfortunately, it's weird. Sometimes the destination of 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 the location that made it so good in a time like this makes it really not good, you know. Which which is tough yeah. for for if for everyone. It's it's rugged. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. It's it's it is. Going to, I mean, there are going to be some fairly brutal realities that um, that we need to and and business owners will need to confront. Unfortunately. So when it's great segue, when it's shitty times, you're a leader, you're a boss, you're an owner. It's not good. You haven't. You've been forced into a situation that you're not um, comfortable with, and you you really the, the weight of the world's here on your shoulders. Like, what do you think? You know, like good lead or great leadership needs to look like for this next phase to, to try and fight your way out of it. What would you say to those crew that are in the spot that are in this sector right now that are like shit? How do they prioritise their energy? What 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 does that? Where should the kid space get to in terms of prioritising the next steps to just survive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good good question. I, look, I think um, in terms of the right mindset to 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 lead through the, this period of time, I, I, I think optimism is really really important. Um, not 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 for the sake of of, of just being hopeful, but. Um, with optimism, with a determination to getting to a better place, I think that's that's where um, creativity really comes through. And again, um, being innovative, being creative, will be really important in the next uh, in the next period of time. So I think that's that's um, that's important. I think secondly uh, um, is um, is the the whole learning thing, doing stuff, getting it wrong, looking at what supermarkets are doing, looking at what you know. Um, global exercise companies are doing wherever you get your inspiration from but but um um look, looking outside and also looking within the industry um and, and learning as to what you can do what you can do better um I, I think the other one for me is that um you know this whole thing about confronting reality um when when things aren't going well th then just be really honest and upfront with your people and your key stakeholders about it because um you know, I think pe people would rather know the bad news mm -hmm. than have that that void, that lack of communication, that uncertainty when they don't know anything. So if things aren't going well, 
um, let people know the bad news rather than hold back any communication um, because you're not sure because you you, you know there's um, the, 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 there's that fear of losing but just just straight between the eyes man let, let people know what's going on when it's not going so well yeah yeah lots of tough conversations have been had and I think there's a, still a little bit of naivety from you know the, empl the employee side around this next wave of employers are still in for a pretty big struggle so just trying to, have to dance that tango over the next couple of months is going to be pretty tricky for both employers and employees yeah and I think I, th I think you know there's obviously I think there's a lot more bad news to come than we've had so far in terms of mm. um you know businesses hanging in their job security and 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 um yeah, there's a whole lot of bad stuff that's going to happen, and we all know that, right? So we just need to we need to um, front it and, yeah. and deal with people really respectfully. It's the it's that point of you know that first wave has come with we've won the war on winning the war on maybe that the health side first, consider all things considered, because we're coming down. It's that's a that's a that's a win, right? But then the next wave is the longer this first thing is going the harder it is for the second one and it's just going to transition from you know our medical and 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 health concerns to then the business survival and commerce and then there's going to be the wave on top of it which then is the community and the headspace and the 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 the, the mental health and the the physical safety of of certain individuals and communities and these got like it's um dion uh, was talking about it yesterday uh, uh nash we on our um the old rope show he was saying you know is this the question to ask is are we thinking this is the beginning, the middle, or the end? Going from four to three. Yeah. yeah. And if the mindset is this is the end, you've probably the wrong mindset because it's actually the start of an entire new everything. You know, so just I guess perspective on on headspace was probably something that I think is going to be quite quite interesting and critical. Yeah. Um. I, I, I was having a chat. We uh, a few mates were having a, a Zoom beer the other night, and and one of them's a, um, a Zooey. You've been having a little a yeah, beer Zooey. Yeah. <laughs> And one of the guys in the call, very respected um, business leader in New Zealand, and he, and, he, and he made the comment, which I think is quite right, is that um, well-being, because I think we're, we're looking at the health aspects and then there's the, the, the economic aspects that we've got to deal with. But um, he quite rightly said um, the well-being of society is everything. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's health, it's the economy, it's... Um, uh, a, a number of other things that um, need to be considered as 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 we make our decisions, as the government makes theirs, and um, yeah, it is. It's a really bloody tough time, right? But uh, yeah, I've got to say, so, so so far, I think things have been handled really well. But um, the worst in terms of business and, and food service and hospitality is, is yet to come. I would agree. What gets you mo so when you talk about the readers? The, the reimagining of this this new experience that can come. Do you get more excited for the potential new products that will come out of this from 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 the food service industry, or more the platforms and the tech? Like, do you does your brain go to art or science? Yeah, I, I think it's um I think it's a bit of both. I, I, it's for me it's less around the the products, so to speak. It's more around how people innovate with business models, and you know. Um, so much disruption, so much um, value creation has taken place in the last five or ten years through um, platforms and new business models. And I think there'll be some really cool stuff that comes out of this um, in, in the hospital space and the food service space. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Mm. In each industry, every time there's moments, there's white space and there's this, this, this gap in the middle where there's traditional 
strategic moves you can make or there's just straight ninja shit and it's some flipping crazy ninja move there's ninja move is there any ninja moves you think could exist within the new zealand hospital and food service space that people haven't been brave enough to try that have been just there's going for some hail mary shit like is there something that you've thought about for ages like how dope would it be if dot 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 yeah, I, you know, I think uh, we've got a whole lot of really innovative, um, smart business people in the hospice space in NZ. So I think um, I, I think when those opportunities exist, they they pop up, um, and if they're really up there, often they do pop up and and um, disappear. But again, I mean, you know, who knows um, uh, what could happen in terms of you know firing up society in the first three to six months after this and. You, you, you know, you and I were talking the other day about some, you know, really cool and weird communal dining stuff that could take place yeah, in yeah. some really weird spaces. And, you know, you might do that to come out of out of COVID, but um, then some of that stuff actually might pick up and be things that happen regularly. So mm. uh, I, I, there's just heaps of smart people floating around that, 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 that'll, you know, um, have a play around with some great ideas. I can't wait to see what they are. Yeah, the good, the good news, what will, my pick would be, Anytime this situation like this is force innovation and then they do it for the customer, the customer either likes it or it doesn't. If it doesn't, you hear nothing. If yep. you like it, and you're not going to hear any bad shit with that because they know what everyone's going through and they know the intents, right? So you're not trying to give them a bad Yelp review to be an asshole about it. But for the good ideas that then the consumer sees and loves, mm. the shareability and virality of those ideas is going to spread wildfire on social and digital for other people to see that IP or that thinking to get what. And it, it will, I think there's going to be a massive, huge wave of, and I was just thinking about then, this, of this like open source innovation to help each other. I really feel that that will happen yeah. because they will see it. It will be working. It will get shared. Customers will be like, yeah, like, oh, shit, who was talking about the other day? Talking about, when they're overseas in Europe or some shit, it's two dollars to get a takeaway coffee, but four bucks to sit down. Was that you? Did, yeah. we, did we talk about that? No, 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 it wasn't. No. Um, and it was that thing of you know changing the the expectation yeah, of time totally. and money, and there's going to be these different models, these different things, and probably maybe to your point before ground of round, you know, if you did it to that forty five minutes of prego or whatever, and you knew that that's what the gig was, you'd be like, sweet, at least I get to go. It's better than flipping six weeks yeah, looking yeah. at the flipping the tiger picture in the back, you know. <laughs> Is that a tiger? What is that? Is that a cheetah? What is it? Uh, it's 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 a leopard. It's a leopard. See, I don't yeah. know. Failed high school, mate. What do you what do you expect? It's like yeah. just just a tech guy. Um, yeah, you're right. Actually, the document that's going to be cool to see because I always like to um, I consume kind of everything, but I take little strands and I can see how they pick into different little industries. I'm like, oh, you could get 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 there. Oh, I wonder what that looks like to get 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 there. Um, but also just. I feel as well. It's there's this, there's this wait because you know there's a there's a playbook and the government says okay this is what the rules are go, and then everyone's gonna be like okay so can we do this or can't we or should we do that or shouldn't we or what if we and, and there's just gonna be like this forced um, now what and and, and it's in a, in a in a cool way it's forcing big businesses to feel and run and act mm. and execute like startups and I think that headspace shift of making traditional slow people move fast after they've done it once already they're then going to go well why can't we dot 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 well why not yeah. dot 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 well why couldn't we dot 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 and that's gonna it, weirdly enough i think that that creates 
better business, faster outcomes, better better thinking, more innovative thing, more risk taking, more like now's the time yeah. just to, you know what I mean? Totally, man. And I, you know, I think the danger, um, and, and in some situations it won't make sense for um, hospital businesses, food service businesses to set up a, again in, in level three. But if you can, you know, if you can um, get your team together and start playing around with stuff and doing stuff and, and, and serving customers, um, you know, what you do in level three will really help uh, to determine how well things work out in level two. And it, it, to me, it's sure, sell some product, but but, but just start working on like different ideas. Just, you know, fire the grills back up. Um, make a few customers happy and, and just start doing something in three um, and you'll have a much better run in level two. Certainly that's my thinking at any rate. Even the idea around um, co-creating it with your community, yep. right? Like let's say it's your favorite local little cafe or restaurant or some shit and old mate, Maurice that's behind the grill we go on Facebook live and the community jumps in all right what do, what do we want to have you know what do we the people you know we the people but do it in real time like I think there's going to be a huge yeah, yeah, yeah. really interesting kind of like um, my brain always thinks about the conversion of a community into customer through content but curated with good creativity you know lots of lots of season there but anyway um and then i'm thinking okay if, if that's what you've got and you've got stories and you've got these relationships and it becomes a thing and you co-create what you want when you want it how you want it with them the buy-in is going to be so such a flipping absolute no-brainer oh, totally that you, you could almost yep. even get to spots when you're like okay cool well how do we pull a call to action on the end of this live stream that goes to you know, buy a pre-discount voucher to get some cash flow into while we do it, you know, yeah, and when yeah, we do the next yeah. thing, then we, you know, like how do you not, not, not gamify, but my, my belief that it's always been, and I've said it for years now, and now it's starting to happen. It's like, no shit is, you know, every brand is its own media company and it's controlling yeah. everything from ending, including distribution. And when everyone can create the same shit, the point of difference is the brand, it's the storytelling, it's the relationships, it's the customer experience, it's the it's the depth of those things. And now is the perfect time where you think about, cool, I it was like, the question I always ask to, to when I talk to brands, where it was like, okay, if you were a TV network, what would I be watching? Like if, you, if, if you're the cafe yeah, down yeah, on the yeah. spot there, what I'm watching, okay, cool. I'm watching you and the Young Bucks stuff, doing all this stuff, making it from end to end, every different product, talking through it, talking through the pricing. How could we do this a bit differently? I think if you, I think if, if you, if I was them, proactively co-create products and services with your customers, the buy-in to it would be, I mean, oh, huge. I mean, mate, yeah. if, if Prego right now did a, a live stream with the chef wireless lapeled up with a flipping little gimbal thing doing some shit, and then you could go and buy one there for, you know, 20% discount, but you pay now, shit, yes, you're going to do it. Yeah, like you totally. can monetize level three before you even pop out, and then you could pre-book all of those pre-sold things into time, stack the times around, and you can already go from the second you go from three to two, you know that day comes, you're already pre-booked and ready to rumble. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can hack this shit. I mean, I don't know, you know... I don't know the, the space that much. I'm just thinking like, how would I hack it? And and I think, you know, just things like that are, pr are pretty interesting to me that I, I'm wondering, I, oh, I hope people embrace the try and just flip and lateral past the shit and just go ninja on it, you know? Totally. I mean, it's a, it's a great call, Robert. You know, um, have, have some fun, get people involved, get that engagement. Um, and again, using digital, right? Uh, not just on the spot, not just in the store. So I think um, there, there are so many cool things that could be done and, and and now's the time to try and play with that and work it out shit yeah um charlotte grimwood journalism student says do you think takeaway stores would be able to operate safely during level four lockdown 
Um, no, because you got to be at home. Yeah, I, I, I um, I, it, yeah. Look, it's um, I, I think the direction they're moving in for, for for level three makes sense. I think you know, part of part of level four is just working out what's going on. So I, th- I think when you when you're playing around with people being in kitchens and service staff and you know click and collect and that sort of stuff, it's um. It's quite a bit of risk in that, so I, th- I think where we're at right now makes sense, and mm. um, because because we've learned over the last three weeks, and uh, you know, fingers crossed, next next Thursday we get to to, to to start doing doing some cool stuff with with hospital and with food service, and, and and you know, we fire it back up again. What's your what's your hope for how this shit rolls out? Well, what's some sprinkle dust? Where do you you like? Dope. This is what it can be. What do you see it as? Yeah, I, I think there's two big themes for me. W- one is um, that we fire HOSPO up, we fire food service up as quickly as we can. And, you know, we're a bloody innovative bunch here in NZ. If it's stuff we're exporting overseas, we're very innovative. We, 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 we produce um, great products. So I think, you know, how quickly can, can we um, be a part of firing it up? Not, not just waiting for it to happen, but, but really... Um, drive creatively and traditionally um, great execution. I think the second one for me, which is a whole lot harder, is um, you know, is that, that big question mark over tourism because it's just such a big part of the economy mm. and, and, and HOSPO plays such a big part in tourism. And, and so, you know, I've listened, listened to some of your other interviews and um, there's some, I think there's some really cool ideas being floated around in terms of freeing up, um, you know, tourism within New Zealand and, mm. and bringing some people back in pretty quickly. But... Um, that, that's that, that's a hope. I, I, I um, I'm, I'm not qualified to um, comment on how that could could play out. But, oh, ne- you know, neither, mate. Just, but I still say it's just so <laughs> critical. Oh man, it's just so critical, right? Um, it, for, for, for every part of NZ. Yeah, the the it's very clear that. Kiwis are going to want to back themselves and each other way, way, way more than ever before and not flinch when certain things are going to be a bit more expensive because they're local, but they know what it actually means for others because they're part of that ecosystem too. And, you know, the whole, the, the collective mindset for, you know, that hyper-local resiliency, which I've been kind of talking about a, couple, a little bit of, you know, how do you really support that person right to your right and left of you instead of potentially others that are, um, you know, away a and not, right there in your community with your people with the livelihoods of everyone around you because you know a few parts are going to drop off and then it's gonna be like cool well what skill sets do these humans have where can they get redeployed where does the rest of our nation need it and just i just really hope that the collaborative the collaborative thinking exists at the top at a high enough level that can just be more macro with things to to plug and play different pieces you know like one of the great ones i heard this last week was um andrew slater the ceo of um home care medical and he was just like you know, we went from 400 to 1150 staff in two weeks or some shit. And I took um, 700 staff that were at like house of tourism or house of travel that were doing the phones because they were good with people. They had empathy and they could understand what the customer actually wanted. And we used them into helping youth line and all these other different bits and pieces, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. how good is that thinking? Like where does that's yeah. like incredible. So I just really hope that people don't stay siloed in their bubbles of trying to solve everything themselves when everyone has their own problem right now. And if we can just elevate up the thinking in the chat to have more 
you know, kind of like horizontal collaboration, like Cameron George with Sierra of Warriors was talking about. Mm. He's like, he needs to have that. He wants to have that. And I think if we do that more openly and transparently with a bit more yep. vulnerability and authenticity, it's going to, it will speed up everyone's win, I feel, which gets me, it gets me hopeful if we get down that yeah, path. Yeah, uh, well, totally agree. And I, th- I actually think there's some, been some really good signs today. So, I mean, clearly there's, there's the bit around running the country and, and, um, involving key stakeholders in these decisions. And f- from what I gather, there's been really good involvement um, for, from business in, the, in, in some of the key decisions that have been made. And, and there's still a bit to go there, right? But but secondly, then you look at um, you look at industry bodies and how they've been working really well together. So, um, you know, there's some, I think, some really good collaborative and lateral stuff going on in that space. And then really good people running um, really good businesses. And, you know, it was great to listen to... Um, uh, t- Tim from Juicy yesterday. I mean, yeah. y- you can just tell how he engages with his staff, right? And and so you know, and it starts at the it starts at the coalface. So if you can bring those thoughts and ideas through into a business, then into an industry, and back up into government, um, you know, again there'll be a lot of really cool magic that takes place. And and I, I sense that that has been happening, and I think a lot more of it will, and it will need to, right? Because it's going to get a whole lot more painful. Mm. Mega man, dude. I appreciate your time, man. I know you're 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 a free man at the moment, but you're definitely busy. You've got your fingers in many pies, and you're looking at this ecosystem. And um, clearly, you've got a skill set that's seen big shit at the world, but how it could potentially help and redesign it for for Kiwis and each other, which is pretty awesome, man. Any last final words? I mean, you've you came really prepared. I mean, I the the other four that have that have come with the notes. They've been some weapons, but usually the others actually had their PR crews or their EAs or whatever make sure that things are things are tight. So you know you've done really well, Grant. I think you've 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 done great. Thank you, Robert. My, my closing words are: let's let's get out and enjoy our favourite restaurants, man, when they're up and running, or cafes or bars. Let's um, let's get back into it as soon as we can. I'll see you at Prago for a quick forty-five minute. Yeah, D forty-five. D forty-five. D forty-five. There you go, and you could brand that shit. And we'll just get a straw each and a bottle of Pinot. See you at the bottom. I'll be there, man. I'll be there. <laughs> Shut up, brother. Love your work, mate. All right. Cheers, CG. Man. Later, bro. Catch you. Oh, mate, what a flipping. That's a, that's a goodie. Even if you're listening, say thank you, Grant. Great chat. Um, it's quite interesting as well that the mindset of those that have really gone global. I mean, you look at the, you do digging into Grant, and you know, he's gone from 1.4 billion to 2.8. He's dealing billions, not millions, and the end-to-end process of how things get created here, take, taken offshore, absolutely everything, customer experience, the business models, there's all these different levers that you can pull. And it's become very clear regardless what vertical you are in, regardless what industry you're in, regardless what type of business you're in at all. There's so many different other, these ninja lateral moves which can be, um, which you can make and do. And I think there was some things golden there, some cool ideas about potentially what you could do if you're a local business and stuff as well. So um, it was gone before we finish, I am going to say a comment that just came through from Jonathan Cameron. Listening to this and looking out the window, I've counted so many different food delivery trucks delivering down a street that I have never heard before. It's it's great all of these new omni channels going, opening up for all, big or small, raw milk, uh, fresh milk, raw milk, fresh milk, meat, fruit produce, and restaurant quality products. Totally agree, Jonathan. Support the local. I think there's a thing coming out. It's going to be hashtag love your local, which I think is going to be something pretty big, which is coming out soon. I had a few text messages going back and forth today about it. Might be dropping tomorrow. Hopefully we do. And um, the other one we'll come is um, how to get people, you know, um, back in business. So I'm really learning a lot. Um, This has been awesome. It's right about five o'clock. 
and we're about to go into the next show, which will be a public call-in show. So you can ring in. How's your week been? What's been rad? What's been shit? What's been awesome? Grab a virtual beer. Join me on the next one, and I'll be seeing you all soon, team. Adios. Doses. Whiskey.